Welcome to CII Podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to the CII Podcast. This is Jayant Sriram and I'll be your host for today. We know that the Honorable Finance Minister recently delivered a growth propelling budget laying strong foundations for a vikshit Bharat by 2047. It unleashed a slew of transformative reforms that are sure to have a multiplier effect on the key macroeconomic indicators and spurt economic growth in India. So what is the government's vision on PLI vis-a-vis budget 2324? What should be the indirect tax agenda that we should look at in the near future? And what steps have been taken to ensure that GST collections see an outward trend in the coming months? These are the topics we'll take up in discussion today with our guest Uday Pimprikar, partner and national leader in direct tax services, Ernst & Young LLP. Uday has a rich experience of over 24 years in advising clients on various indirect tax legislations including customs, foreign trade policy, excise, goods and services tax and value added tax. He has been involved in numerous tax policy representations on behalf of various industry forums. and he has worked very closely with the government on reforms in tax laws especially service tax and gst he is also the chairman of the cii core group on gst thanks for being here with us today uday and thank you for making time for the cii podcast thank you thanks thanks chen thank you just to start off this discussion do you think that the uh, indirect tax proposals in the budget provide provide a much needed impetus to uh, make in india and and if yes could you kindly elaborate okay so um i mean the budget primarily from an indirect tax perspective is is um, is nowadays a customs budget primarily because uh gst is now driven gst policy related activity is driven through the uh through uh, uh through the gst council um and budget is a avenue to execute uh, gst council's decision right? on the customs duty side um the the policy uh, that we that we've seen in this in this particular budget has is really uh, the follow through of whatever has been happening over the last 2 3 years i mean the the policy activity has been extremely consistent um there are no surprises there on the rate front uh, and it's driven by uh, the twin objectives of atmanirbhar bharat and uh, make in india um the entire activity related to you know tweaking in the and uh, duty rates are also dictated by these uh, by these objectives and and some bit of incremental let's say uh a uh, procedural and other matters uh that that help uh uh efficiency in in dealing with uh with actually day to day operations now on the rate front uh the government has gone about um in the last two years uh reviewing something like around 750 800 uh exemptions and the the genesis of all of this is that uh that the general perception was or is that the indian trade is getting um getting impacted 
uh, and requires some bit of tariff barrier support okay and to the extent that wherever the tariffs are materially down if it was impacting the indian trade the tariffs have been in a sense normalized okay we've seen that for uh, a number of kind of sector industries but that large policy action in a sense was has been consumed and digested over the last 2 3 years the present changes actually are as i said follow through of what we have seen in the past okay uh, and therefore this time around there are not humongous number of changes that have that we have seen uh, in this budget um the rate policy also um is aligned with the the pli or the incentive schemes uh that the central government is running the pli as you know is a production linked incentive scheme that is uh that is targeting um uh, certain sectors uh which are important for the economy uh it is targeting sectors which the government wants to incubate and grow it's targeting sectors where indian economic activity has been preferred okay vis-a-vis you know imports and other things uh, for that matter and the tariff action okay is aligned wherever the tariffs are lower to give that much more incentive for let's say importing economic activity into the country okay the tariff action is seen i'm so uh, i mean there are changes in in uh, that we have seen in uh, related to solar power projects now the government has a pli scheme there is a bit of a loophole where there were slightly lower tariffs that were uh, 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 that that could have been employed while importing solar modules and cells the normal the basic custom duty rate nowadays is for modules is 40 and uh, and cells is 25 they have plugged that loophole and there are some other changes that they have made the changes also are uh, are also made by reducing uh, uh duty rates uh, for raw materials and inputs uh, which help uh, you know incentivizing economic activity so you basically increase the duty rates on the on the final product but reduce the rates on the raw material encouraging in manufacturing within the country so that's the policy end and to my mind uh, the policy continues and uh, and and uh, gets better uh, the gst one is primarily a domestic activity um, and um, there are some of the policy changes that have been done during the budget uh, most of them are maybe aimed at um, dealing with controversies that have erupted uh, in the past few months uh and and kind of removing some of the ambiguities um some of it is been actually expanding the overall levy a little bit the larger uh changes that might be uh that might be required are still to come but uh, gst policy for the gst policy budget is in a sense slightly no- a non event because policy changes can happen through the year for gst i mean you don't really require a budget session for us right so that was a very insightful and broad ranging answer and i think you really highlighted the fact that there's a lot of continuity here and a lot to build on and um if i could just sort of ask you to expand on that what according to you should be the uh, indirect tax agenda in the new future near future as it evolves 
as you mentioned uh, there's a lot of aspects of gst that don't necessarily need to be covered in the budget itself you know policy on that can be introduced throughout the year so how do you see uh, the indirect tax agenda really evolving in the coming months so to my mind um um i think uh, the policy agenda uh, needs to deal with two broad um, uh, let's say aspects or categories uh one is um related to um making indian product competitive okay which means that any cascading tax uh within the tax policy or triggered by the tax policy needs to be mitigated okay what is cascading tax cascading tax is a tax that is charged related i mean when you procure something but which you can't set off okay it becomes it becomes a cost okay there are of course cascading costs uh, that might be there in the economy for on account of let's say uh, deficiency in infra and so on i'm not talking about that i'm just talking about the the tax regime which is charged but becomes a cost because it can't be set off while uh, while uh, uh, i mean against payment of taxes or whatever it is it can't it becomes a cost for example uh petroleum there are excise duties and sales taxes charged on petroleum petroleum products and so on and so forth which are not available as a set off uh and those become costs right there are taxes and costs uh, which are imposed on real estate transactions uh there are certain restrictions in relation to availment of input tax credits in the legislation itself okay for example again real estate anything that goes into construction of mutual uh, immobile property that credit is not available the uh, credit of those taxes charged or gst charged on those is not available now all of these taxes um create uh, a cost to a manufacturer and to that extent um uh indian manufacturing to that extent is burdened uh and 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 these are competitiveness dilution uh triggering kind of uh kind of expenses and to my mind uh, there are several measures perhaps that need to be taken to reduce some of these uh, uh some of these cascading elements in our tax policy okay so, and the answers to some of it is fairly simple um and i think with the government uh getting larger revenue there is maybe some space to kind of introduce some of these uh uh policy measures so that is one the second um let's say basket of uh, or category of uh of of let's say uh challenge that needs to be addressed is um is possibly the punitive measures in the present legislation or the way the legislation uh enables you know large um amounts of let's say uncertainty uh that creeps in i mean this is a new legislation to start off with uh and to my mind anything to enhance certainty for businesses is the second let's say basket of uh you know measures uh that need to be addressed and those have that those have several views to it uh, several elements uh uh to it um uh, one is to let's say 
allow people are who are making let's say genuine errors uh to resolve those errors quickly without too much cost okay um that it i mean we have been representing to the government that uh gst is a very new law it has got its own nuances um there is a i mean there is a material amount of learning that uh, everybody has gone through both the administration and the taxpayer has gone through there might be genuine errors genuine misunderstandings while people have conducted their operations okay uh there has to be an avenue especially at this stage of gst to allow people to kind of just uh, go about resolving their issues settling their issues without punitive measures or imposing penalties and interest and so on and so forth if absolute certainty to people so that they can move on from this first phase of uh, implementation of gst uh so that is one broad kind of framework that perhaps Uh, could be considered the second is that there are uh, avenues in the legislation itself which are um, fairly complex are i mean can be can trigger uh, controversy uh, the government needs to uh, look at those um, bona fide controversies uh, allow people to i mean uh, allow in, let's say uh imposition or introduce uh measures to remove uh those those controversial elements i mean the controversial elements are related to valuation related to the basic element of what should be considered as supply uh related to credit so rationalize these positions um and make it very simple uh, and and uh, uh, a seamless kind of a legislation Uh, and i think if at all there is a point i think this is the point for us to put in place uh, some of these provisions the third is that uh, this year um there has been um, i mean uh, this year will will witness which is i'm saying uh, 23 24 will witness um commission of assessments uh related to the initial years where gst was implemented from 2017 onwards and uh, and that i mean it's likely that there is going to be a humongous amount of controversy litigation that is going to be triggered off uh when the assessments are 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 going to uh take place okay there is going to be to my mind if not addressed there is going to be a tsunami of litigation um uh, and the government needs to take proactive uh, measures uh to ensure that needless litigation uh doesn't uh, uh doesn't fructify this this if if it is not uh handled now um courts uh, for the next you know 5 10 years are going to be blocked by some of this uh, some of this litigation so proactive measures need to be taken like i said allow settlement compounding all of that uh, to happen so though that that is the third measure the fourth measure is decriminalization or rationalizing punitive measures okay um 
there are two elements to it one is when i'm saying recriminalization don't allow prosecution to get initiated for uh, immaterial matters um those immaterial matters can't be defined in absolute terms it would need to be defined from the intention of the of the person and and more importantly uh, where are wherever there are bona fides uh, don't impose penalties in the service tax legislation actually for the initial several years till the time service tax uh, became uh, relevant or became i mean stabilized as a legislation uh the legislation itself uh, had a provision that no penalties will be applied where there are bona fide uh, you know intentions uh, penalties will be only imply, applied where there are fraudulent uh, intentions similar provisions need to be introduced and this decriminalize remove arrest provisions and so on and so forth for all matters except very few rare instances that again will give a significant amount of uh, certainty for people on manufacturing to kind of uh, or uh, economic activity uh, in in this country so all of that i think that these are the agenda points that to my mind uh, need to be uh, considered yeah thank you for that again that that was a very broad ranging and thoughtful answer and i think you know taking in the fact that there are going to be a lot of teething troubles especially with gst uh, still being very much a new legislation and i think you sort of really nicely set out the scenarios for how that might happen uh, but even given that there's a lot of things that need to be reconciled um do you see uh, do you see gst collections uh, you know seeing a northward trend in the coming months do you see an uptick oh for sure um so i i mean it's it's good to see um uh, some bit of history um to understand where we are going right one is um before gst got implemented uh, if you saw the chief economic advisor's report um the compliance uh, level uh, within the country for the taxes that got subsumed within gst uh, uh was estimated to be between 40 to 45% actually it was 41 42% which means that 59% as per that estimation which should have been collected of rev- revenue which should have been collected was not being collected it could be pure evasion it could be because it i mean some of the turnover was lesser than the threshold limit legitimate non i mean uh, uh, liability for payment is not was not there or whatever it is now uh, when gst got implemented um they assumed a 33% increase in the compliance uh, levels okay uh, and despite that uh, assuming that uh, of 33% increase so they expected the compliance levels will go up from 41% to 56-57% and they and they assumed that the revenue neutral rate uh, for being revenue neutral from pre gst to post in the transition from the pre gst to post gst they required an average rate of around 50 revenue neutral rate of 15.5 to 16.5% the actual rates right now average rates are actually 12% uh, around 12% slightly less than 12% this was estimated about a year year and a half back um despite that uh, we have seen material increase in revenues over the last uh, 
a couple of years even last year the estimated revised estimates suggest that the collections would be higher by around 20% um, the run rate of the overall collection of gst today appears to suggest that uh, we will come very close to 18 lakh crores last year's number was around 14.9 14.8 14.9 lakh crore collection of gst okay um the present increase uh, that has been you know budgeted in the present budget assumes about a 10% increase to my mind uh, that is easily achievable uh, given the run rate uh, it is in line with uh, the nominal gdp growth that is being suggested and 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 to my mind with the with the continued increase in compliances that we see this should be achievable uh, with the expansion of the e invoicing uh, regime uh, which mandates people to uh, in a sense report invoices and register invoices uh, that should be available the kind of analytics now that the government has and their ability to kind of uh, identify and you know stop evasion uh, is massive and that should be available and the third fourth point is that a lot of assessments will happen over the next uh you know 12 months a uh, some bit of fill up of revenue will also come from that so to my mind it's uh, i mean these numbers budgeted numbers will keep on i mean keep on uh will be definitely achieved to my mind there is a good scope of uh kind of being slightly higher than the budgeted numbers also right again that's a very interesting answer and just to um kind of round up this discussion today we spoke about the uh, production linked incentive um we, we've covered that in this discussion but if i could ask you for your final thoughts on the government's vision for pli vis-a-vis the budget uh, for this year so whether budget was the avenue to declare uh, the newer pli schemes or not um is is debatable uh because the budget is supposed to be a report um on intentions of the collections and allocations of revenue um uh pli like uh, activity um actually gets driven by their own ministries and these are uh, this comes from the expenditure and um so but the template related to pli okay is now set and b is being increasingly used unapologetically um and without any shackles by various ministries um and that i think will continue i mean there is already a lot of work and talk hap- uh, happening on various level various sectors of pli that we'll see especially and and the government is adequately emboldened by some of the plis and the successes of plis that we have seen the oldest being the mobile phone where which is seen which which is witness to creation of an entire ecosystem of manufacturing within the country um and uh, which is adding to a huge amount of economic activity uh, the the only place that uh, you know we need to just understand a bit more is that while uh, already 13 plis are in place the incremental um allocations and expenditure especially in the in the in the budget documents seem to be um nominal um uh, seem to be slightly less uh, 
and one would need to understand um, uh, the reasons behind it because you already have uh, some of the PLIs. Some of the PLIs, the the actual incentives would be would become due uh, this year. Uh, with and and it, given that it's production linked or output linked, obviously there is a bit of a lag because you make the investment in year one, uh, and and then the life cycle of it starting to kind of generate revenue, which in a sense then triggers off uh, availment of incentives or eligibility towards incentives. It takes a few months for that life cycle to play out. So to my, I mean, it's possible that. You know, the government thinks that the the dispersal of refunds may not happen right now, but at a later date. But these numbers look a bit kind of lower than what we would have expected. We need to see why. But this particular template is uh, is given. Uh, several new PLIs are for sure going to get kind of announced and tabled uh, through the year. Uh, uh, I mean, and. Uh, uh, one would see a significant amount of economic activity or interest uh, that will get triggered by by some of these uh, schemes. Right. Thank you. That's a very interesting answer to round out a very interesting and informative session, I think, on, on this year's budget. And I'd like to thank you, Uday, for making time for us today on the CII podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CII Podcasts.